0: Submit your faith story or prayer request today at
1: jennifer-jackson.org.
0: You're listening to Simply for Women.
1: And I'm glad you stayed with the show. I have Rachel Wojo here with me today. And we are covering so many wonderful topics. But mostly, I just wanted you to hear her heart for the Lord, her heart for prayer, and her heart for His Word. I have to tell you, my absolute favorite thing in the month is my prayer group once a month. And it was it was this morning. And so but as we were talking last night, trying to juggle things and figure it out, um, I said, you know, I can do anything, but I cannot miss that. You know, six thirty. That is my favorite thing. And then I, I later I went on my way and I was praying. and I was like, you know what, Lord? that's my favorite thing is not the best for his schedule tomorrow. Mm. And so I came back and I said, you know what? And and I didn't powder or, you know, angle my way, you know, cause I had prayed about it. And I was like, you know what? I think, actually best. We're I'll skip that tomorrow. It's something I can skip and it'll be okay. So he was like, Oh great. So it was an instant relief to him because of the schedule. So we skipped that and God worked it out for me because the next, you know, to this morning I was like, Oh Lord, you know how much I loved that. I missed that today. And instead our staff, spent this extended time in prayer this morning Mm -hmm. and we had prayed for someone and immediately got a text right after the prayer of an answer to that prayer and then got another call immediately after the meeting ended. That was another answer to prayer. And I was like, wow, God, you had, prayer for us, but it was in a different way, in a different place. Mm. And so I don't know. I just think surrendering these times to God, looking every day with our eyes wide open. Where's our time today with you, Lord? Where's our submission to you today? I surrender it, it putting him first in that prayer. So is good. so key. So how good. is prayer? How do you incorporate this into your life? And you've got these, all these kids and how are you passing this on to them? <laughs> well, um, it can be tricky. You know, as you know, as we both know,
0: it can be tricky, and especially with a busy household mm-hmm. like ours, sometimes I feel like we should just put a revolving door on the front. Oh, and, really? Um, you know, it, it's very busy. I am not a fan of that word "busy," but <laughs> I if hate that you word, can busy. <laughs> try, if you can try to, if you have one child, just try to multiply the, what you're doing. Um, for one child, then it, it can be very tough, you know, to juggle all the things. And so, and we definitely have always prayed over our meals, prayed That's with important. our kids at bedtime. Yes. You know, I think just having those, um, important moments where you thank God for things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in our daily lives, it can look a little different. Um, my son, wanted to take me to dinner for Mother's Day and um, not the actual day, but a couple days later. And so we were driving by um, this man who was on the side of the road, walking with a walker. And I wanted to stop so badly to help Mm. this man. I just felt the verses I had read that morning were about in in Colossians where it's about having compassion for people and the lord answered i asked the lord for compassion for that day and the lord answered my mm. prayer i'm you know we're driving by this man in a walker the traffic was really bad and we were not in a place where we could stop and help him but i was so overwhelmed in my spirit for this man i just cried out in prayer it That's was good. just coming out of me and i said jesus help him send yes. someone to help him and so my son Obviously was a witness to, okay, here's my weirdo mom praying again.
1: (laughs) My kids definitely know I'm weird.
0: (laughs) But to him, it's not weird. That's because he knows that that is my life, that I'm communing with God, that he has that opportunity to see that this is real. This is who my mom is, you know, that this really is flowing from her. So you have the
1: schedule and then you have the spontaneous.
0: I believe so. I believe it takes both. It really does. Um, you and you have to not beat yourself up when the schedule doesn't work out. You know, um, when you can't be at home, we've we've done some pretty crazy things to make sure we can still pray with our kids at night. That's good. You know, we have uh, FaceTimed them when we've been away. We've mm-hmm. called them. We've texted prayers. You know, good. Um, all sorts of things. You know, to keep the nighttime routine going. But sometimes, you know, you can't. And then I beat myself up sometimes for not praying enough with my kids you know and I make sure that I'm telling them every day I love you Mm -hmm. I'm praying for you trying to echo those words over and over again whether I'm dropping them off or picking them up how was your day I prayed for you you know trying to remember do I always remember no but Mm -hmm. keeping it at the forefront
1: Well, I have a friend that's really an expert in teenagers. And I remember saying to her, I just were, you know, struggling different things. And she said, you just have to start texting them. Mm -hmm. And I I really resisted that at first because I felt like, no, I want to have a conversation. I want to talk to you. And she's like, just trust me. And I think there are times I've learned that texting can Mm -hmm. almost... Open a heart of a child even greater, sometimes texting back and forth, even texting the actual words to the prayer, texting a scripture. There's a lot of power in that, really. and
0: using um, using texting as a tool to affirm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know that top you're wearing today is pretty. Thank you for emptying the dishwasher. Yes, you know, just the simplest things I think and and I, t- I, I have to remember to do that. I have to be purposeful to do that.
1: Yeah, and text is a great way to do that for kids.
0: And if they're listening, I'm sorry if I haven't done it like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love you guys so much. <laughs> XOXO. <laughs> oh, it's It's a challenge parenting, isn't it? What are those challenges that you see right now? I mean, the challenges in the education system, the challenges for kids. I mean, f- you, we want them to have our heart, to see the quiet time, to see the prayer, to see all of that, to mm. text the good things. I mean, all of those, are, those are non-negotiable, right? Right. But how do you navigate these Bigger things. I mean, there's a lot of discussions on the table right there now. There are. And we we have to choose to ask questions of
0: our, our children, and we have to choose to address issues that our parents didn't have to address with us. You know, I mean, my dad never had to say to us, well, a pansexual is, <sighs> you know, when someone yeah. makes this choice. And that we didn't know what that word even meant. No, you know? we didn't. And um, I don't know if my parents even had ever heard that word, you know, or if they had. I would have they been embarrassed to talk to them about I, it. They certainly wouldn't have shared it with me, you know. So addressing the issues of today, I think we have to make sure that what we're doing at home is the lens that they see things through when they're in other places, yes. whether it's, you know, the library or... A, a, a job that they take, a restaurant they're working in, a um, sc- the school that they're in, wherever they mm-hmm. are, knowing who they are in Christ right. is so important. Having that identity that I am a creation of the Almighty God, I am His son, His daughter. He loves me so much, mm-hmm. and just standing in that posture in that position of this is who I am. I think that's critical for our kids today to understand that there will be views presented that are not in alignment with the Bible Mm -hmm. and that we believe the Bible is true. You know, I think where it gets tricky is that kids are growing up. They're getting smarter faster than we are. You know, they're so inundated with information. They can Google they can, they have all of the social media channels, you know, so really making sure that we know what they're seeing mm-hmm. and what they're in contact
1: with is important and critical. I think about King Solomon. He said, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. And you know, my I I watch my mother read her Bible every morning and when I look back. At some of the things that she challenged me with, you know, your home should be a safe place. Yes. And one of the things that my mom, when I look back on it, she really instilled in us that she wanted us to be pure and to be clean That's good. because we were before God. And she taught us about modesty. My mom was a seamstress. She actually made my wedding dress beautiful, Aww. all the dresses of my wedding. But in high school, I thought this was cool because I just love clothes. I Lord, forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> I confess <laughs> way too much, you know, but I loved them in high school. And so I would go to the fabric store with my mom and she could just whip you out a skirt and make make a whole outfit, a sweater, you know, and fit you to size. So I could have a new outfit every week for school. She was just incredible. She would make me all these clothes. But I remember a big argument with her. I had one night because I wanted to wear shorty shorts to church and it was a Sunday night or a Wednesday night. And she's like, No. No, you, you are not wearing those. Mm. And so we ha- I remember this modesty clash conversation that we had, and she taught me about that. She wanted me to be pure. She, she just had so many standards that were coming from the Word of God, and she really poured those into my life. And I think about how we talked about it. She would stay up if I went on a date. She would grill me if I went on a date. I mean, she wanted to know where I stood in Mm -hmm. terms of all those things. And how do you you think the home is still a safe place to talk about biblical values, to talk about purity and modesty It
0: has to be, it has to be. I mean, if we want the next generation to know Jesus and to serve him, then it has to be. And, and it's challenging. It is challenging. Our kids are, you know, exposed to more than I was and I'm trying to keep up with mm-hmm. understanding, you know, the slang even mm-hmm. and understanding the, the little texting um right. emojis <laughs> and the shortcuts and you know, whatever sure. you call all. It's like a whole language, the, a whole new language. Yeah. Um I'll I'll be honest, sometimes my oldest daughter will text me something I'm I'm over here Googling it <laughs> to figure out what she really meant to say. Um Hey, there you go. But I think Yes, absolutely, you're right, that we, they have to know where we stand. And as they grow, they do get to choose. And I I say this all the time, it's the scariest part about raising children.
1: It's hard. Because
0: they do get to choose as human beings what they would like their family to be like as they grow up.
1: We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply
0: live out your faith.